guest tonight, um, who I was told I'm actually going to bring out sooner than later. She is Second City alumni, Emmy Award winner for the show Hill Street Blues. She directed such great films like The Brady Bunch and Howard Stern's Friday Parts. Let's give a round of applause for Betty Thomas. <laughs> Are you sitting over here? I'm, Are you gonna sit over here? I'm gonna sit here because your camera's there. Okay, so we're dude. We're gonna switch it up. Now, normally I like to uh, take a seat. Um, Wait, where's Rose? Where's, where's Rose? my mom? There she is. Oh my god. <laughs> this oh. is kind of like a little oh family. When was the last time? Forty years. Forty maybe. years. Thirty-five, forty, something like that. Holy moly! And we're only thirty. How did it happen? <laughs> It's weird. I love it. Um, so normally I show a clip, um, but I was telling you about this clip. Yeah, and I gotta see and it. Gotta see it. So I'm gonna show a clip um, from SCTV, uh, South Sea Sinners, starring Betty, <laughs> Eugene Levy, Martin Short, and my dad. Let's take a look. Carl, you know it's not nice to talk to strangers. You could get hurt. Hey, is that any way to talk to a lady? <laughs> I was merely asking a question. I've never felt such pain in my face. Carter, get back to work. Uh, you know something, Cognac? I think you're jealous. <gasps> yeah, that's it. Hey, everybody. Right. I yeah. think Cognac's jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, he's jealous. TV before, but for some reason you I, didn't see that. I don't remember you being in that. That's because that's not me. That's a different person. <laughs> that's the me from a bunch of years ago. That, that's not me. That's, that's, not, that's, that's, that's a different that's, me. That's a different you. Yeah. That's a, that's a great you. It's an alternate universe, actually. Doesn't it seem like it? Somewhere? <laughs> Fuck. Did you find it because I mentioned it? You did. I did. Yeah. And I almost missed it because I was fighting a head cold and I had read your email. And which you are fighting yeah. right now, which is every I think everyone has. Um, but it was one of those things where I all of a sudden was like, wait, she, she, Betty says, oh, and I play Coral or Cor Cora. I think you said Coral. Cora. Oh yeah, it's and Coral. It Coral. Yeah. And I was like, what? And so I had Chris uh, Pagnosi from Chicago look up the sketch, and I found it, and I found wow. a couple other hidden gems that we will reveal okay. later. As long as show. I have clothes on, I don't care. <laughs> you got your clothes in most of the photos that I have. <laughs> now, I, uh, another question that I ask, I always ask my guests what their favorite candy is. If you want to move that pillow, I know these. I got a new couch. No, I like it. <laughs> you like it? It keeps you upright and proper. Uh-huh. I know. Um, I ask every guest what their favorite candy is, and you were the first health conscious. <laughs> so I want to 
to say thank you? It's because I ate candy all day until I got here, and I knew I couldn't eat any more. So you have raisins or fruit if you feel like a dessert. Okay, I'm allergic to apples. Are and you really? <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course, I love apples. Uh, that's why I put them there so that it would. Can't would I would I eat an apple in front of humans though? Would would people? <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you. I'm glad I'm here. I know. I wanted to just kind of go through how you kind of you grew up. In, you were born in St. Louis, Missouri, correct? Yeah, that's yeah. what I remember, sort of. Yeah. So kind of remember. <laughs> How did you make your way to Chicago and Second City? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, St. Louis, when I was about three or four, I said, let's get out of here. Okay. Everybody piled in the car. We went to New Jersey. Great. Down in New Jersey, I lived on the third exit off the Jersey Turnpike, called the New Milford. Uh, I go to Hackensack to shop. I thought that was a big deal. <laughs> My mother got a car in the 50s. That was a big deal. So then we could go to Cleveland. Then Cleveland, I pretty much was going to die in Cleveland, but <laughs> how did that work? I graduated from high school. I went to Ohio University. Uh, I got thrown out. That's how it worked. Now I remember. I got thrown out, and uh, I went to Chicago to the Chicago Art Institute because okay. I got thrown out, so I had to go somewhere. My parents had moved to uh, something that sounds like uh, a, a Jewish settlement. I'm not kidding. Palatine. Palatine. It's outside of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. It does sound like a Jewish. So, uh, I mean, so they moved there, and so I said, okay, I went there for one week, and then I went downtown, and I, I was a waitress at Second City. That's how it all started. That's how it all started? Yeah. And uh, I'm still basically a waitress in my brain. But, <laughs> and I wasn't a very good waitress. And uh, the people on the stage at that time were John Flaherty, I mean, Joe Flaherty, yeah. Uh, Harold Ramis and uh, Belushi and a few other people, Eugenie Ross Lemming, a lot of great people, oh, wow. a lot of great people. So then, so what, what made the transition from you being a waitress? I don't know. Flaherty used to yell at me all the time because I was way too big and I would come way down in the <laughs> front, and I would take orders right down in front while he'd be sitting on stage by himself doing you know something wonderful. Yeah, in Chicago, it's like cabaret style seating, so it's little tiny chairs. Yeah. Not, and back then, there there still isn't a lot of room. It's about the same. Yeah, it was the same then. Changed. So uh, I got hollered at. I didn't know how to make coffee. I'd forget to put the coffee in there, and i just put water through. And, you know, you got a lot of people out there waiting for stuff, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, whatever. I, I think I was high most of the time. There's a lot of drugs. <laughs> I can't remember what kind of drugs, but there were a lot of drugs. There was, there was many of them, a plethora. Uh, and then uh, somebody dared me to take a workshop, and that's kind of how that. Oh, and then really? I took a workshop, what, yeah. What workshop did you I think Joe Forsberg was teaching it, and it was for the children, something or other, and I did, did that. And then out of that, someone said, yeah, but what about Dell's workshop? Oh. Dell Close, who you may have heard of, famous human being, who, <laughs> who, who taught a, all of us, basically, I guess. of Second City. Some think of him as some sort of guru. Yeah. He was, you know, very eccentric. <laughs> but that's right. But his concept was that improvisation, not sketch, but improv, not written sketches, but improvisation is an art form that belonged on the stage, as opposed to Second City, which believed with Bernie Sollins, who ran Second City at the time, he believed that uh, it was a way of creating material, but not it didn't belong on the stage. So that that's the difference. And so Dell taught me, and uh, well, that's how it started. You Did know. you and Dell? Get along? Yeah, we did actually. I I always go, what are people talking about? But you know, he did call me a douchebag one time backstage. 
<laughs> during a show <laughs> very loudly <laughs> so that everybody could hear it. But um, besides that, uh, he was, and he did say to me one time uh, when I finally got in the company, I don't know why I got in the company, uh, Joyce Sloan made me audition for the touring company. I was like, okay. You know, I wasn't really interested. I wasn't really an actor. I was a painter and a school teacher, and I, I wasn't really interested. But anyway, she made me do it. So then eventually uh, <coughs> um, I, I got in the regular company, you know, and then I was like two weeks in. It was Billy Murray and John. Right. And uh, it wasn't Ann Ryerson. Yeah, it was Ann Ryerson Ann at the Ryerson time. And uh, me and uh, maybe Billy Murray and, and Billy's brother, maybe Brian Doyle or somebody like that, or, or Jim Stahl. So, uh, um, Del Cl oh yeah, good. That's one of the forms of the company. Because Rashi and Tino, it was like, it was always reforming. But yeah, that, that's one of the forms. And so it, Del calls me into the office and says, uh, you know, 10 minutes before the show and says, uh, Betty, <coughs> you're, uh, uh, I'm firing the other woman. <laughs> I'm like, well, the other one, there's only two women always in the, in the shows. And so I said, I said, do you mean Anne or whatever? And he goes, uh, yes. And, uh, I'm going to fire you in two weeks if you don't get better. <laughs> so I said, okay, I guess I'll go do the show now. <laughs> My job is online. Oh man, it was weird. Why, well, you know? He said, oh, "You might, uh, you might get better. I can't tell." <laughs> I was like, so you said that you were a paint, you were a painter. Did you, is that what you went to college for? To yeah, I was an art major art and uh, major. painting and printmaking. Yeah, yeah. Do you still paint? No. No. <laughs> no. You can't be an amateur painter. You know, like you can't be <laughs> a Sunday painter once you've actually been a painter. I think so. It's like you'd be a Sunday improviser. That that wouldn't that be good. No, I love you guys. So had, you said that you didn't necessarily want to be an actor. Like, no, I was not interested. And I said, when they, when Eugenie Ross Lemming quit and they needed to, I was in the touring company, I knew all the things, and I, they said, well, Betty, take Eugenie's spot. And I said, uh, okay, I will for until you find a real actor, you know, and then they never found a real actor, I guess. How long were you, how long were you there for? <laughs> Three years, I don't know. <laughs> Something like that, I don't know. But that's because Dell didn't fire me after those two weeks, I thought. And Ann Ryerson came back, by the way, just to be clear. You know, he may have fired Ann Ryerson and tried to put a million, Bernie put a million other women in there. And then Ann Ryerson came back because she was good. And she, Ann was great. Mm -hmm. Oh, you guys were all, you guys were all really good. Did you, what did you like, the, did you like the process of like writing more? Or? No, I'm not a writer. I, I'm, a, I'm an improviser. But th this is the first all-goy okay. company. Just to be clear, it's a, oh, we were all goys, and we were all over six foot. Oh, wow. Billy Murray was the shortest person in the company, actually. It was between Rashi and Murray, but, and they were just barely six feet. So we were all, Anne and I were six foot, and even though Anne says she's not, she really is six foot. So. Murray's really tall. Yeah, she's six foot. She's, it's all right. I'll call her later and tell her she's six foot. <laughs> you were saying that one of your favorite sketches was funeral. Yeah, it wasn't my sketch. I didn't. I didn't well, create that. As in, you performed it. Yeah, but I took Eugenie's role, so I got to be the mom. You, did they know what that means, funeral? No, I'm gonna show them. Oh, what okay, is. fine. Can okay, I show fine. Them what funeral is? Yeah, why not? Why not? It's a good one. Can we? Can we? Can we take a look at funeral? Please remain seated. I just have a few words to say. 
I'm sure that the memory of Eddie's death will remain with us forever. <laughs> sitting in the living room, Ed and I, and he turned to me and said, "Hun, you relax, I'll fix dinner. <laughs> I remember his last words. He said, I think there's some beans, I'll look. <laughs> I heard these noises coming from the other room. I It's like people knew what the joke was before the joke was even there. They're like laughing so hard. I go, why would they be laughing? That, that's, I find that interesting to look back at the. <laughs> I know. Is, is, how is it watching stuff like this? I got some direction for that girl. I'll tell you. I like to help her out. <laughs> so you were, okay. So you were in Chicago for three years, roughly. Then you went to Second City, Los Angeles. Like there was a Los Angeles Second City. Oh, yeah. Did you ever go there? Because I remember I have. Yeah. I found photos from a trip. Yeah, that's right. Maybe that was it. You know, we went. I think that's what the trip It must was. be. This was the second city. In Pasadena. Pasadena. Oh, yeah, it was so good. Wait, it was Green Giant Foods. So Bernie sold us out to Green Giant Foods. <laughs> frozen Foods. Green Giant Frozen Foods. And they owned the theater. And it was like, that's what they, it was a dinner theater. And they would serve like frozen green peas and shit for dinner. I, I mean, it was so outrageous. It was like people would eat it, and they'd go, okay. And then they'd go for the show, except there was a bowling alley right across the street. This is a shopping center, and there's a bowling alley across the street. And people would go, well, we still have time. And they would go across the street and bowl a couple of games, <laughs> and then come back. And it was like people would come in in the middle of the show, and they had their bowling shoes on. They set their bags down. It was the weirdest situation. And we were upstairs over at Bank of America, I think. It was not, uh, and they fired us all at Christmas. <laughs> after, after one year, two weeks before Christmas, they sent a note and said, you're all fired. We're getting closing down. Oh. I'd never even been fired. It was so interesting. I was like, oh. What was that experience like? Uh, I was like, oh, well, what do you do? I, like, I thought actors worked every day. But then I met other actors. <laughs> <laughs> who didn't work every day, and I was like, wow, what? this is weird. Like, what do you do, go on trips and shit? I mean, what What do you do? They said, well, we have auditions and classes. And I go, yeah, but when are you really acting? They said, well, we have classes and auditions. And I was like, okay. And then I had to get in that. But instead, we went to the improv and just started a group there. Dick Blasucci, uh, let's see, and Steckler and myself, uh, I don't know, we call ourselves the Escavels, maybe. First, we did the Comedy Store Players. Okay. First, I did the Comedy Store Players when Robin was with us and everybody. Robin would steal any funny line that anyone said on stage, and he would say it would be funnier. It'd be great. But uh, we, we did that at the, imp at, the, at the Comedy Store, and the improv, we did the Escavels. So we were still working, it was just, but for no money. Yeah, that's, that's the way okay, it goes. But that's what you do. That's yeah. what artists do in the beginning. Artists. Artists. Mm. Well, <laughs> you want to call yourself an artist? I want to think about that one. Okay. <laughs>
possible. It's possible. It's possible. Now, did you end up directing any of the shows at Second City? Yeah, way later, way later. Bonnie Hunt, Mike Myers, uh, Steve, somebody else, somebody else. Um, yeah, what was that? 89 or something. I got out of Hill Street and, uh, and uh, I was like, I asked, uh, well, I rode on a plane with uh, Andrew Alexander, who was the owner of Second City at that time. And uh, I said, hey, Andrew, when are you going to hire a woman to direct Second City? I said, has any woman ever directed Second City? He said, no, not the main stage. No, no, not ever. And I said, well, how about me? And he went, okay. I was going to say, there's probably still to this day, I can count on one hand how many. Yeah, maybe three or four. but. Um, but it was cool to do that. I mean, that, that, and then I asked Stephen Bochco, who, who knew I wanted to become a director, and said, uh, I said, would it help me to go direct Second City, or is that just, you know, totally another world and doesn't have anything to do with it? And he said, no, it will help you to do that. Go do that. He said, and it'll help you say no to actors. And I was like, yeah, what did that really mean? And then I got there and I met Mike Myers and Bonnie Hunt, and I, <laughs> I realized what he meant about saying no when you say, Bonnie, that sketch is not going to be in the show. And she goes, why not? <laughs> and you go, well, because it's not, uh, it's not good enough. Or when Mike Myers would say, I'm doing this character, and then I go, no, 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 you're not doing it. It's like, it was hard to do that, because they're very talented human beings. And that was a good lesson for me, having to say, no. Nope. To, to say no. Yeah, it was hard. Coming from, well, coming from a background where you're supposed to second city, yes, and. and, and yeah, it was hard. It was really hard. I, I, I hope I made the right decisions, but. Oh, I think you made the, I think you might, might have made the right decisions. Who knows? But it, it was very interesting anyway. It was all very interesting. Well, no. So did you always gravitate to directing then? Did you, when, what was the moment that you. I don't know. Right? What's that word gravitate mean? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, did you always. You wanted to be a director. I guess not. I was a painter, but I don't know. Well, well you're in second <clears throat> Hey, remember this in the 70s? You don't remember this, but yeah. in the 70s, um, there, was, uh, there was this thing called networking. Bernadette, you probably maybe remember this. And women would network in particular because women were all effed up and, you know, they didn't, you know, feminism was there, but we didn't have anything. It just meant you could fuck whoever you wanted. That's all it meant. It didn't, hadn't really gotten beyond that. And so um, we had a thing called networking where we would all meet together and, and you would exchange phone numbers and you would say, this is, and you would make a notebook of what you were going to do for the next five years, your goals for the next five years. Pretty interesting experience. So I wrote down all this stuff and I found that notebook years later. And one of the notebooks said, and this was when I was, uh, you know, a little bit of an actor. I mean, I was doing Second City, I guess, because I was in California. But uh, that's it, really. And uh, I wrote down, yes, I'm going to be directing. I'm going to direct a movie. I know the first movie I want to direct. And it's about a man who lives underwater and can breathe underwater. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, it's like an infant, you know, saying, yeah, this is what I want to do. It was just so infantile. But, but, you know, you go, what made me say I was going to be a director? I have no effing idea. There you go. So, I don't know. Then I forgot about that for years and years, and then... You continued the acting. You did... I did. first movie was Tunnel Vision with my dad, oh, which is the weird... I did, because it's the weirdest movie I have ever seen. It wasn't really a movie. Well, it, it, was, was it was a bunch of sketches. It was sketches, and they lied to us. They didn't pay us any money. Neil Israel lied to us and said, 
uh, we're just doing these for colleges and you know we don't even know if we can do that and then suddenly it came out as a movie and I was like hmm and it didn't edit together well at all as a movie it didn't because it was just a bunch of arbitrary sketches but, you know yeah no which is which, interesting but yeah <laughs> anyway <laughs> to watch one day. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't recommend it. I got through any of it. I think it was me fast forwarding. But everybody was in it. But everybody was in it. Bill Murray's in it. Bill Harold, yeah, Eugene, Harris, everybody. Eugene. Joe like, Flaherty. You, you go on IMDb and you look at everyone who's in it. You're like, holy crap, everyone. Everybody Everyone's in, in this movie. And then how did you how did you land Hill Street Blues? Uh. You remember that? I remember the show, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, Jen, I do. It's going, but I do. And uh, um, I, uh, uh, so here's the thing, are there actors in the audience? Is anybody an actor? Yeah, okay. So here's the thing. I, uh, I was a little bit of an asshole, you know, I thought I had done Second City and I was kind of cool. And then uh, you got out here and you had to do these auditions and I wasn't really very good at cold readings. I, was, I didn't have a lot of experience in it. And uh, so somebody would call me in for uh, a reading and uh, somebody called me in as, you know, I was always getting called in as the tall girl. <laughs> and uh, so I, at least I thought, well, there'll only be, you know, five or 10, how many people over six feet of women in the 70s was around? And there'd be like 40 women there. <laughs> yeah. And of the 40, 39 would be like models, like beautiful models. And I would be like, fuck, what the hell? Um, so it's like, I, I, had, I had done th roles like the tall wave on CPO Sharky. That's one of my big roles. And, uh, but he was pretty fabulous, um, Don Rickles. But, um, yep. uh, but so I went in for this, I got a call for The White Shadow. I'm sure you've never heard of any of this stuff, but The White Shadow was a television show about a basketball team or something. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah. So um, I, MTM, I think. And so I, I called in and this woman, Lori Openden, was the casting person and uh, I went in and, and they called back and by the way, my, my agent as an actor lived in Topanga and lied to me and said she had an office in town. She didn't really. She was barely an agent. I don't even know. I mean, it was like, but you know, when you're an actor and you're starting out, you go, you're an agent and you want to represent me? Good. That's great. Okay. So I didn't know. And uh, she calls her up and says, this woman at, uh, wants a tall girl and you're going in for the audition for this white shadow. I said, okay, great. So I, she calls me up right before I go, and she says, uh, do you, this woman is now saying it's supposed to be a model. I'm sorry, but it's supposed to be a model. It's not really a character role. And, uh, but she says, come in anyway and do a general audition for her. You know, you've heard of this, right? General yeah. auditions, right? You just kind of go you in. Just, and she gives you something to read. For other stuff and exactly. So I was like, bullshit. That is a bullshit situation. <laughs> I, was, I had an attitude. I go, what? I had no right to have an attitude. I hadn't done shit. So I, 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 I went like this. <laughs> that, I'm sure that is the look I had on my face. And I came in, and Lori opened it and was this sweet woman. And she said, oh, Betty, thank you so much. I love Second City. I'm so glad you're here. I'm sorry about this role. I'm just going to give you a couple things to read, and then I'll just you know, have you in my head, and it'll be great. And I was like, yeah, right. And she was like pretending she didn't listen or hear me. And she let me, and I read a couple things. I'm sure not very well. And, um, and uh, I went out and I said, yeah, thanks a lot. 
I mean, I was an ass from the beginning to the end. But a year and a half later, Lori opened and was casting Hill Street Blues. Lori went through her little file and said, I'm going to get that really sullen asshole girl <laughs> and bring her in for this role. And there were only four people for that role that came in for that role. It was just supposed to be a day player, really, by the way. So that's how I got in, by being an asshole. I mean, now I think back. I said to Lori after I knew her better, I was like, oh, my God, how could you have done that? And she said, because I knew you were going to be, you were right. You were physically right. You were right. I knew you were fucked up that day. and You didn't. How about that for a casting person? <laughs> I knew you were fucked up, and I knew you were not doing what you really do. And she said, so I didn't pay any attention to that. I was like, what a fucking great casting person. So yeah. just a reminder, actors, go for general auditions, because look at how my life changed. I didn't own a washer and dryer. I never had a color TV. And so all, all that stuff is Lori opened it. Those are the big things in my life, by the way, the oh, color TV, washer and dryer. I still don't have a washer and dryer in my unit. Oh, man, it's, it's the, the best. I know. I, I, oh, my God, it's so cool. Sometimes I just go in and do some wash, you know, for the hell of it. <laughs> just throw it in. Drought, what drought? We're just going to wash it. Just wash some right stuff. I know. It's so it's, cool. It's therapeutic. It is. <laughs> okay, I was telling you earlier, and I didn't want to forget these because I, sh I had oh, photos. Oh, pictures. I had some photos um, that I had found <laughs> in my grandmother's. So oh, when my geez. grandmother passed away, she had so much stuff of my dad's stuff. And so I found photos from the Second City. Oh, and when we were in Pasadena. When we were in Pasadena. But I found photos from when you were at Disneyland. I still don't know that. Disneyland. I cannot remember so, that. There's you oh, my God. Look at John. Like, my shit. Dad. Dick Musucci and then uh, Bill Flaherty's uh, wife at the time, uh, or girlfriend, or um. There you go. I don't know if they were married back then. I think they were. Were they married? So then, what? Um, yeah, in front of the back in front of wow. the main entrance of Disneyland. I don't then, have any memory. No, no, and then that's the photo of you. That's me. That's you. Fuck. And then I just <laughs> so it's just. You in front of Dumbo? <laughs> uh, See, it's it's interesting, huh? Your life. I know. You can't remember your life. So remember shit now so that when you get older you can go, oh yeah, I remember that shit. Well, I'm afraid because everything's digital and photos are all digital. If you lose. They're going to disappear. They're going to disappear. You're not going to. No, won't they just be around? My memories are gone already. Like, I fear for, I'm like, I'm. Well, won't, but won't they be on YouTube forever? I mean, won't you be not be haunting you? I'm hoping will be there forever, but you never, what, you know, you never know. Well, you're I'm right. I'm that person that's like, do you back that phone? You should write that down. You're like, you're just so negative. I'm like, no, 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 just that could collapse one day. And yeah. you don't have all of your contacts or information. But besides the point, but yeah, I found the I found these and I thought these were great photos. Are right, you going to send them to I'm me? I'm going to send them to you. Oh, wow. Now There's I know There's tons why. of other photos that are just. Oh, and then there's, okay, another photo of Dick Masucci and you, and that's baby me. <gasps> You're kidding. That's baby me. I don't know if it was a birthday or what you guys. We were making you dress up in different outfits and Probably. do, like, horrible things. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty sure I remember that. I do have flashes of that from my childhood. I, I've, I think we had you doing horrible things, but, <laughs> but it was funny. You were really funny. Damn it. 
<laughs> that was probably the last time I saw you. I Is that right, Rose? That could have been the last time I saw. That was the last time you saw me. Holy There's shit! A lot more hair now. Yeah, you have more hair. I have less hair. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> that's a wig. I'm sure that's a wig. <laughs> Such great hair. Oh, man. <laughs> that's not a wig. That was your hair. I had no concept, though. Do you notice that picture? Like, there's a picture outside. It's like my hair is twice, three times as big as my head. And it's like I, I had no concept of that. I couldn't, I didn't see that. Now I look at it and I go, oh, my God. What was I thinking? <laughs> but you just don't know. Yeah. yeah. But I thought I have those photos and I will send them to you because I think, I think they're fabulous. Yeah. Okay, now I want to talk about, I want to talk about directing, because that's what you, you okay. ended up. Are there directors here? Are there directors? Yep. Who said yep? One, two, oh, cool. three. Cool. Yeah, what should I say about? I don't know. No, I was, <laughs> no, I was going to say, you talked about with me um, before saying that you had one that, film that you said was your favorite process, and then two that were your favorite results. So I'm kind of... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. So process and results are two different things, obviously. Right. And so I did a movie that no one has ever seen, um, except... I can't find any no, information except for... No, I you know won't be writer. able to. Peter, Peter Mariana, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, this is a thing called R3. Here's the... Con uh, just for the hell of it, I'm just going to tell you the concept because you're never going to see it. I'm never going to... You know. <laughs> this is my favorite process movie. We, uh, uh, Jonathan Prince and I went into uh, somebody at Revolution, uh, Joe, uh, uh, anyway, uh, we went in and we pitched it to the executive there and said, uh, here's the idea. Uh, Survivor had just come on the air and they'd been on like six, six months, maybe a half a year and was going to come back. They had already said they'd come back. So we did it. I said, I want to do a movie about uh, a reality show, but it's a movie. And in it, um, you, you'll see the reality guys that are going to this island. Then you'll see the producers that are on the island. And you'll find out that they're part of the show. And they didn't know they were part of the show. But there's cameras on them. And then the Sony executives are laughing their asses off back in the thing. Because they say, look, the producers don't even know they're part of the show. And they're part of the show. There's cameras on them. And um, so it's called R3, realities three, all the realities back. And then the final reality, I didn't know where to go exactly, but I pitched this, and he gave us $2.5 million to do this. I, I pitched, and the final reality is the Pope. The Pope is in charge of realities. <laughs> and he's sitting in an editing room, and he has all these. <laughs> so then, but here's the big idea, right? <clears throat> that was just a little idea. The big idea was that after you saw the Pope editing very carefully, and I got a look-alike guy that was perfect, looked just like the Pope. I, I would, the camera sort of wandered over to a picture of the, vir, to a statue of the Virgin Mary. And you kind of moved in, in, in on her. And in her eyes, you see two red lights. <laughs> there are two cameras in there. You go, holy shit. And you go deep into those eyes and you melt to whoosh. And you look at the screen and I had a live camera in the back of the theater on the audience. And what you see on the screen is the backs of everybody's heads sitting there like this for a minute. And then I drew things earlier that said, asshole who doesn't believe in reality shows. You know, and I put little, I circled like little areas. And there were people in those areas that then went, fuck, and turned around like this. And they were looking around it to figure out what the fuck. And they kept looking up. Some people were going like this. People got up and started dancing. 
I hired those two people. <laughs> I, I wanted to say, I don't know what I was saying. I was trying to say, I was trying to have an event take place at the theater that couldn't take place. It would be different every night. And that you are the reason that reality shows exist. Is the audience is always the reason that reality shows exist. You can't blame the Pope. You can't blame God. You you got to blame yourself. That's a, or thank yourself, whichever, however you look at it. So anyway, that was the concept. The guy I did it at the Beverly Connection. Our old theater used to be down there. The guy that's the old projection guy, you know, like from like must be a million years old. He said to me, oh my God, this is exciting. He was so excited. This has never happened before. He said, I can't believe it. It's going to be so good. The audience hated it. The audience hated everything about it. I, I had 100 people. I had started out with 400 people. 300 people left. This is a test screening. 300 people left. And uh, they, they were like, dude, it's a TV show. What the fuck? It's a TV show. And I was like, oh, shit. And... Uh, but the 100 people that stayed, you know, they fill out those little yeah, forms, you know, the first. Loved it. Five stars. This is it. What the hell is this? This is something great. I've never seen this before. And I was like, Joe, Joe, look, there's, there's 100 people that like it. He said, yeah, there's 300 that hate it. <laughs> I said, so it never made it out. But the process was so much fun. It was like there was no one there. We were making our own movie. No one was around. Two and a half million at that time was like, poof. You know, just they didn't even think about it. It's like I made no money doing it, but I didn't care. It was so much fun. I had a black I, a, a friend of mine, or a good actor, and a friend of mine. I'm not going to remember his name right now, but um, uh, Phil Phil Lewis, Phil Lewis, I think. Uh, he's a black actor who who played a black gay handicapped executive, because I, that's why he was hired because he was a black gay handicapped executive, and. Um, they had him in a wheelchair, and he, he showed up on the island. It's all sand, and he's always in the back of every scene going, guys, guys, wait for me. <laughs> like, to me, that was funny, but you know, I, nobody to tell me I couldn't do it. So it was a lot of fun. That was the most fun. And other you know, results, I thought that 28 Days movie with Sandra Bullock was a good movie. I, movie. I thought that was a really good movie. I thought I did a really good job. I thought Private Parts was pretty good, but I thought Late Shift was my best. I love Late Shift, too. You never see it, but... <laughs> yeah, that thing. Yeah, I, about how Leno got the Tonight Show. That guy, um, you know, Michael, whatever his name is, blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. Anyway, that guy is really good. They're I, both good. I remember when that, because it, was it? HBO. It was HBO. HBO, so yeah. I was say it was for television, but I remember watching that. Yeah, I, I, I did. didn't realize who the director, it was one of those where you watch and then. Yeah, no one knows who the director is. No one cares either, by the way, no, directors. You do, you... No one really cares. Not really unless it's, you know, Spielberg or, or Soderbergh or somebody like that. I mean, I don't know. Nobody really cares. No, no, nobody cares. Nobody cares? No, no, I'm very clear about it, but I don't care. I do it for me. It's fun for me. That's, well, that's what you should do. I guess. You. But also, I think I'm good at some things. <laughs> Not everything, but I am good at some things. And uh, this is the kind of thing I'm good at right there, is that sort of dry, uh, here's the story, I'll find the funniness in the details, don't worry. And uh, you know, real life is always funnier than anything you can make up. That's another thing that Dell used to always tell us. Um, no, so that's it. I was like, well, yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> what makes, other than you can find the funny, what makes you different, do you think, than anyone? Nothing. I don't know. I think I'm about the same. Well, okay. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Okay, I'm going to go kind of topical here. 
there was a question that I had, um, someone had asked me to ask you beforehand Uh-oh. that was more in the genre of nowadays, um, I'm going to read it because it was, it was wordy, but it was good. Okay. The issue of gender bias and equality is a hot topic right now in Hollywood and the LA com- improv community. Women are very much speaking out about how they are treated both on stage and off. What are your thoughts about being successful in a traditionally dominant, uh, male dominant field? That's a smart person that wrote that, huh? Yes. Uh, yeah. It's not so good, but it's, it's good, but it's not so good. I mean, uh, it's a problem, you know, but it's, it's pervasive. Every, you know, we're all racist in some ways, and we're all sexist in some ways. And I find myself, be, because I had a sort of easy transition, it was easier for me to not face that there was a sort of a gender bias going on ever. Like Second City, there were five men and two women. I mean, shouldn't I have said, hey, why aren't there three women and three men? But I don't really remember saying that. <laughs> I remember going, you know. Did you feel like you were one of the guys? Like, it's, yes, it's I think so. Where you feel like, I know, for me, it's like my group of friends were mostly male because it's like I always kind of felt like I was one of the boys in that sense. Yeah, maybe. Personality-wise. Yeah, maybe, maybe. More out front people, women seem more like one of the guys. And I think that's probably why, you know, when I went to college, I started saying the word fuck. Sorry that I did that, really. I I wish now that, you know. I say it too. Well, but I mean, I wish I didn't, you know, it'd be kind of nice. I'm directing 11-year-olds and I'm like, "Uh, uh, 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 I can't speak. uh, but uh, I did learn that word, and I sort of did be, you know, I did sort of the concept of art at that time, you know, was, and when I got involved with theater, it was things like Marat Saad, let's see how far you could go, you know, how far are you willing to go at revealing, uh, uh, you know, things that you would never do in front of people. I mean, that sort of was what was happening in theater when I first started that. So um, that sort of maybe made me more of a person who was one of the guys. I don't, I'm not sure about that. But uh, I said fuck and I, you know, uh, rode a motor- motorcycle for a while. I don't know. Really? Yeah, because my van, <laughs> my van got crashed on the Pacific Coast Highway. Anyway, uh, I, I think that you, you, you forget that there, like I, I do remember people saying, you know, I started in TV, directing in TV and and I, I already told you how I got my first job, I, right? I said I lied about it. Did I no, say, I don't think I. Did I say that? No. 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 Well, I don't know how you guys got your first job as, as a director. How did you get your first? Yeah. Okay. So I I went to the you know after Hill Street I was like, <clears throat> you know I'm not going to be that young anymore and uh, I, I don't know how this is going to work and there was nothing really in movies that was better written than the Hill Street thing so I. I was thinking I was good. I had been observing uh, on uh, L.A. Law and Hooperman. And uh, so <clears throat> I thought, well, I, I went to an event. Uh, a, you know, they have celebrity bullshit events all the time, and you got to go to those things if you were on a television show. So, I, you know, it was a free trip. You'd go. So we were at some place, and Army Archer, who used to have a column in Variety, I guess, um, he, he sat next to me at dinner, and he said, so, Betty, what are you doing now? Hill Street's over. I just done Troop Beverly Hills, and he said, what, what are you gonna do? Is that the way you're gonna go? And I was going, well, I don't think that's the way I'm going to go. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Although that's a huge cult movie with I women. Love that movie. 
All women, because there were no movies for young girls. So, anyways, huge call. Favorite, favorite, favorite. Your character was my favorite. Oh, that's that's so bad, Jen. Because like I was in a different movie. I was like in a. Oh my God, Mary and I. I was like in a movie. I kept saying to the director, "Aren't I a little big for everybody else?" And he goes, "No, you're fine." Oh my God, Shelley is so natural. Everybody's natural, and I'm like, la 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 la. Love the smell of cookies in the morning. I mean, I was just like nuts. I was nuts. Anyway, I, 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 so I said to Army Archer, I said, uh, Army, I had been observing on this Hooperman show that was a John Ritter, rest his dear, dear soul. And uh, he, he said, uh, and he said, well, what you, well, are you actually directing? I said, yes, I'm actually directing. <laughs> I don't know why I said it. Because I, I was, I guess I, you're probably embarrassed to say, well, I'm just observing. I've been observing for nine months. And um, I, uh, you know, I can't do this much longer, but I can go for it. Yeah. Anyway, so he, I said, I'm directing. Yes, I'm directing. It's very good. And he said, well, congratulations. That's great. In the column Monday morning, it was there. And oh, yeah, we had talked about it. And uh, it says, uh, Betty Thomas is directing uh, Hooperman with John Ritter, blah, 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 blah. And somebody called me up first, a friend, and said, dude, you're directing. And I was like, I am? <laughs> ah. Really? Thank you. And uh, they told me what it was. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm, I'm fucked. I, I, people are going to call me. The next phone call was a, a producer of the show who said, uh, I said, hi, I, I want to explain what happened. I got to tell you what happened. He said, uh, no, you don't have to explain. I uh, I get it. I get you, you. You went a little bit too far. And he said, and you know, you've been around on the show for a long time, and we're going to let you direct a Christmas show because no one wants to direct during Christmas. <laughs> and so we're putting that one aside for you. I said, you're kidding. So all I had to do was lie, and you gave me a fucking job after that. And he said, well, I guess. I guess you could look at it that way. I was like, and he said, by the way, if you fuck up, you will never work again, and you will not be a director at all. So I, I guess I didn't fuck up that badly. And uh, I got to direct a couple more of them. And then I was like in the thing, you know. And then uh, you were in the groove. Kind of. I mean, let's face it. The first time you direct, and I, I highly recommend this to, I say to women or anybody, but I mean, you have to be over-prepared. But in television, it's hard to be over-prepared because there's never a script ready on time. Correct. If you work in TV, you know that. Um, it's never there on time. So you're going to prep really for two days, even though they tell you you're going to prep for four days or five days for a half-hour single camera but you're only going to get two, maybe only one. Who knows? You might not get any. But uh, so I took the two stand-ins. Since I had been there for a year, almost a year, I knew everyone's name. I knew every person. Everybody had been kind to me. I had the two stand-ins come on Saturday. I, I prepped oh. Friday. I got the script on Friday. I was shooting Monday. So I prepped a little, went to a location. Then Saturday they came in. They unlocked the stage for me like the big, you know, whatever the security guys were. Oh, yo, hi, Betty, it's Ed. Yeah, Ed, I'll unlock it, no problem. So they were so sweet. And, and I went in there, and I paid them each $25 oh. to run the entire show of everything that was interior, you know. And I put, I put marks on the ground. I can't even believe I did that, but I put little marks on the ground, and I, I was like, oh, yeah, this is this character, and this color is this. I mean, I tried to do everything I could do. I had my little <laughs> viewfinder. I marked what, what kinds of lenses I was going to use, when it was a zoom, what I was going to do, who I was going to follow. Uh-oh, you're yeah, fucked now. Okay. Right, you yeah, all right? But anyway, so I over-prepared. I prepared my butt off. And uh, that would really be over-prepared. But anyway, I, I did. And, I, uh, and then Monday morning, I, I, when everybody got there, everybody sort of sat back like this and said, well, Betty, 
what are you going to do? And I was like, okay, here we go. You, you're over there. Barbara, you're here. You two people start there. See those little marks there? You're going to come forward. When you come forward and pass through here, you're going to come in here. So the focus will go from this person to these two people. And I did like a Hill Street long, complex little uh, scene, you know, with all this stuff. And, and after I said everything and set it up and they did it, everybody went, and the DP went, okay, boys, let's go. We're going to make a movie. And that was it. You know, I was like, I was in. I was like, fuck, so good. It's so nice. I never was that good after that. But, <laughs> but that one time, that one time, I was no, no, I don't. I go, hey, what are we doing? Let's go. Is there anything that you haven't done that you still want to do? I, I, I did this movie called I Spy, which I, by the way, I. Oh, I love that. Was Amy? Murphy yeah, and, and Owen Wilson. Amy, Amy Pascal, the head of Sony at the time, said uh, to me, yeah, she said, uh, I said, Amy, this is not I Spy. You know, these writers are working on. We're still developing it, but it's not going to be I Spy. You can't use that title. It's just a story about these two guys. But you can't use that title. And she was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, mm, I didn't like the way she said that. She said, no, no, no. No, 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 fine, okay. If it's not I Spy, it's not I Spy. Then I'm on, I'm pretty much on the set a, day, a couple days before, and I, she goes, she says something about, well, the whole I Spy thing, you know, we're going to have this. I said, Amy, 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 it's not I Spy. Remember, you guaranteed me. She said, oh, please, I paid $1.4 million for that title. It's I Spy. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I hate people who lie. But anyway, that's what everyone does. Everyone lies. you got to lie, and that's what it's about. <laughs> I lied. I got my first job. If nothing else, lie. Amy. Yeah, you got to lie. Um, so this, this movie, they tried to make into an action movie, and I would say that what I have really done is a real action movie that's kind of, like Coen Brothers funny, you know, but still high action. Like I, I have a, I have a movie, a script right now, but I don't know if it'll work. I haven't done that really. That, that, that didn't really quite, it's more like a, for nine year olds, but it's, it's very, <laughs> but it's very good for nine year olds. Yeah. I think, I think it's an excellent movie for nine year olds. They seem to love it. And well, it's just not really. Betty, we're out of time. Oh my God. I Thank know. God for that. I know. <laughs> One, I want to go out with one clip because it's, uh -oh. Oh, it's so good. It's just okay. You do what you. It's your show. They don't call it couch candy for nothing, I know, dude. But I think mm -hmm. I'm flying the cards everywhere. But I want to go out on this one clip. Uh, like, I want you to see it, and then I just want your thoughts on this. Uh, okay. Little song and dance number. Oh, a woman is a body, not a brain, brain, brain. No, we couldn't find that one. Oh, that would have been cool. <laughs> this is just it's, it's stupid silly. Oh, no. <laughs> they call me Coral. They call me Coral. I'm the kind of a girl who likes her fun and makes you holler, son of a gun. Coral. They call me Coral. I'm 72 inches tall. My hair stands high, having a ball. Holy shit. All week long. I'd be just around the house. My husband's like, what are you singing? I'm like, you'll see it all. It's really fun. But Betty.
everybody. I just want to say thank you so much. I've got this lovely pillow. So much for doing this. And I love doing the show because I get to kind of reconnect with people that my dad grew up with and hear stories and kind of. I didn't talk about John much. But it's more about it's more about you and kind of how each individual's person kind of starts from Second City and kind of goes up through their different path and career and all that stuff. And yeah. I appreciate that and I love oh, that. Thank you for having me here, Jen. I love it. So thank you so really much. Sweet. And I want to say thank you guys. Again. secondcity.com or couchcandy.co and we've got one uh, Eugene Levy from last year is up on YouTube so take a look at that thanks so much guys yeah. Yeah. Yeah.